You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and from time to time, I come across what I can only describe as very interesting little to- uh, topics and subjects and happenings and all the rest of it. And I tripped across one such thing, um, and it's a book that has come out of Cork, uh, the Mercier Press. And what it starts off with in the introduction, it says, coming up with 101 ways that Cork's beats Dublin isn't as easy as you might think. At first glance, that sentence kind of might say, yeah, you'd be struggling all right with 101 reasons why Cork is better than Dublin. But it's the next sentence. First of all, whittling it down from 1,001 reasons took the best part of a year. If that's not Cork arrogance, I don't think. Um, from Cork, as he first of all came up with the idea, secondly whittled it down to 101, and there's a few stories in there that he tells me, uh, that talk about how he, when he gets around to dealing with how Cork's better than Galway, it should be interesting too. Pat, thanks a million <laughs> for coming for a chat. Pleasure, Austin. Thank you. So, uh, 101 ways that Cork, reason, or 101 reasons why Cork is better than Dublin. Um, <laughs> where'd you come up with this concept and well, would you believe it it's actually the people you mentioned already Mercier it was a guy in Mercier we were talking about doing a couple of various projects and he then rang me one day and said what about this 101 reasons that Cork is better than Dublin that's well okay <laughs> it'll be hard maybe an 8 volume series of 101 reasons <laughs> so but uh, I said yeah I mean this fits perfectly as you said it's classic Cork thing to think and I think at the moment, I, you just mentioned to me earlier that you've been in Cork recently, and I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a big change around Cork. Now, Cork is always reckoned it's better than Dublin, obviously, um, but I think right now people actually are starting to believe it as well, <laughs> that it isn't just kind of a brag, and that there are a lot of things around Cork that make it better than Dublin at the moment in terms of standard of living. Not Gaelic football, unfortunately, or even hurling at the moment, or even rugby are difficult. Sport probably wouldn't be the thing at the moment. But in terms of a place to live, um, cost of living here, um, the weather seems to be getting a bit better, and there's work around the place. The Cork is definitely better than Dublin. So it wasn't that hard a book, Troy. And of course, look, the thing, you know, it's when people listening in, it is supposed to be people listening in, we all know it isn't really a joke. So, uh, <laughs> just kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, well, another reader. Can, can I start with one question first of all? Have you got your rebel passport? Yeah, I didn't actually. I don't need it. I don't need you. The accent is enough at most at most places. So I've heard of it. I saw a fellow that did it. Do you know, I kind of, I try to steer clear of that kind of thing in a way that the kind of Cork, the exclusive Cork thing. Um, but no, I don't have a rebel passport. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I think I'm one of these people like this. Like I, I'm kind of fourth or fifth generation Cork, so the accent is enough for me at this stage. All right, okay, because I thought you had to be Cork to get that, and that would have been another reason. Like Dublin doesn't have their own passport. Yeah, but Dublin has other things that they <laughs> Dublin has their own acts. They kind of match them out, and they certainly they're the pale, you see. So they didn't if they didn't actually they had the physical barrier. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's right. They're, yeah, they 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 dubs and the cultures, but. <laughs> so, um, a little bit about yourself, Pat. What's the, the background and what got you into well, writing? I'm, I'm, uh, well, I'm originally from Kinsale um, in, in County Cork. I'm in Cork City now, but I've actually lived in Dublin for 15 years. I had a love affair with Dublin. I had a great time in Dublin. I worked in IT, in computer companies in Dublin. I lived in Germany, came back, and then there was a relationship. I moved to Cork, and then I also had a hankering to write I always felt like I could write or I'd like to give it a go and then I started writing for the Sunday Independent the newspaper here and I couldn't work in RT so then I eventually made the jump 
and, and went to full-time writing. So I've been doing that now since 2008. Um, so I've got a book out about parenting already called No Sex, No Sleep, which is for any, any it's, it's for, for dads, basically a warning for any dads out there, any parent who knows what it's like. And I did that with Mercio, and then after that, then I've, I've that one. And I should say that I'm sitting here looking at the final draft of 101 Reasons Ireland is Better Than England, which is so, I'm the 101 Reasons guy now. I have a new book coming out in April, I, I'd imagine. Well, actually, after the rugby match last weekend, I actually might have to change it. Finding that out on the 1st of April by any chance. No joke. <laughs> you want to be a fool. To, <laughs> you want to be a fool. You want to be a genuine fool to think that that's a joke. Now, um, I, I think that one, that one might be... That one might actually sell outside Cork. The Cork sold really well. It, it came out in September, sold out for Christmas, so... Um, I don't even know if I'd bother, you know, because Cork, you know Cork people the way they are, Austin, I don't, I don't even think I needed to bother writing it. If I just put it on the cover and put, you know, pictures of Christy Ring on every page or something, people are going, that's a great read. How would you come with every second page, Michal Martin and Simon Cove? That's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, then when you say you, you spent 15 years in Dublin, you were in IT... I know even many people would think in IT the people there do not have in this form, but there is actually quite a close connection. Well, I mean, it's all you literally learn to type. I know that might sound like a strange thing, but you get used to the actual thing of writing. Um, geez, IT people are very creative by its nature, mm-hmm. IT. In terms of the evolution of IT, if you just need to look how much has changed in the last 20 years, I mean, there's huge creativity. It's just the kind of creativity that I wasn't that I wanted but it wasn't there but uh, you're right I mean it would be a mistake to think there isn't any I mean my my mother is still can't believe that I gave up a good as she calls it your good job in IT um, to take up writing because in fairness as you probably noticed yourself um, the media can be a precarious enough place to work and even now like at 12 years later and even with the books and all that my mother said would, would you be going back to the IT now any one of these days so um, I'm able to listen to this to my persuader that it just isn't going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 you know what, Austin? It was a kind of a Celtic Tiger madness thing. It was 2006, 2008, just before the crowd ever happened. I'm not sure if I'd make the move now, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was tough at the time, but I'm delighted I did it. I'm delighted. And, you know, people work longer now, and there's always the opportunity for people. If you, and my wife was great as well. She helped because she was the one who managed to hold down the stable job while I was basically starting a new career, so... So, Pat, Pat, when you say, you know, you took this risk just before the Celtic Tiger, actually, looking back when you talk in those terms, it's possible, and nobody knows, but when the crash happened, do you think might you have been affected had you stayed in IT and maybe forced to emigrate, and that, ironically, you you, you ended up not? No, not really. Like I would have lived through the dot-com boom, which was around the year 1999-2000, when that that was a really bad time in IT, and actually I'd been contracting at that time. But IT was hardly affected. I mean, the thing you notice about Ireland now is, and I worked for the 6 in 2008, Basically, they didn't even, there was no there was no wage cuts or anything like that. So, you know, it was the construction and, and retail sectors and the hospitality sectors in Ireland, and certainly the media sector, which for, probably for different reasons, would have suffered. But the, the, the technology sector just went from strength to strength, even throughout the whole thing. Right. Um, fascinating, because again, given the, the collapse that happened, not just in Ireland and everywhere else, uh, and I was involved in telecommunication during that period, um, mm-hmm. We didn't see it as bad in Canada, but certainly I wouldn't have thought that the IT sector had been quite as well cushioned as it was. So let's talk about the 101 reasons 
that you yeah. um portion of that which you said get to whittle it down from a thousand and one um <laughs> and i know it is all tongue-in-cheek um, okay. when you sat down and you started to think you know did you go about it yeah i, I kind of had to think that you know, it's kind of various sections throughout the book that it kind of happened organically. And the first one was kind of the visitor experience for almost the tourist experience of Cork City and Cork County compared to, say, going to Dublin. And the main experience there is you won't need to actually take out a second mortgage to come visit Cork, which is probably something you might need to do if you were going to spend a few days in Dublin. Um, and then I talked about famous people in both cities and how they compared. I talked about sports, which we've already touched on. Um, I talked about culture. Um, TV shows and writers from the place and food was another big one I think food and drink and compared the uh, the food and drink offering from the different places and of course the, the important thing was a cork and those kind of big headings and then you know I just sat like anyone who would written a book when you just you put your ass down and you you, you write away until, until you're finished and it was just a matter of that is now your career do you have to approach it like that? Do you have to approach it in the sense of, you know, I get up this morning and I go to my desk at 9 o'clock and um, mm-hmm. I scratch my head and hope that the, the words flow. Uh, I can accept if you're doing technical writing or anything else that it has a structure, but for creativity, that demands an awful lot of... Uh, it's, a different, it's, right. it's a different discipline. You're dead right. But, you know, like, I'm lucky in a way that I, I'm not just writing books and because as, as any, I, I couldn't make a living from writing books. So, I mean, the spin I have is my mortgage every month. <laughs> and that would, put, that would put manners on anyone. Right. Um, so, that's... But I'm lucky that I have regular work. So, I'd be examiner, the Irish examiner, but the Cork examiners people would probably still call it in certain places. Um, and I work for the Sunday Independent and I work for RTE. I'm, in fact, today, yeah, sure, I'm on that today, actually. I'm okay, on we'll I'm we'll heading look, there. About we'll, be, we'll be looking at you tonight then because my, my, <laughs> exactly. my good lady, Dunmanway wife, tends to, to watch Dahi and Maura. Do? Well, if, if you look, I'm actually on this afternoon show. Uh, I do a kind of the entertainment side. So, what I mean by that is I have regular work that comes in and I also do copywriting I was doing a bit of that this morning for, for advertising agencies and that's probably less of the head scratching stuff in that you know it's a, it's a kind of quantifiable amount of work that you have to do a certain amount of time you're given the parameters you sit down and you write it and that, in a way that's great because it gives you a break first of all it pays the bills so that you don't have to worry about that and in the book itself you know I, I have a day assigned where I sit down and say and I go oh, well that's a look the, the bills are paid this week so I can focus on that. And I think that's very important for any writer, that if, if you do need to pay the bills, you find a kind of sustained time. Actually, you're on the, the 101 reasons why um, Ireland or Cork's better than England. But yeah. um, I don't know if you have the book there in front of you, do you? The Cork one or the yeah, Ireland? Cork, the, I, Cork one. I have some of the... Yeah, I've got extracts of it here in front of me, yeah. Are you going to screen. read me anything? Well, I can read you out one if you want. Do indeed. Do indeed. I tell you what, it's just in front of me here, and it's 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 to give you a flavour, and it's about the Crawford Art Gallery. So it, they're they're done in two hundred word bites, so it's the kind of thing you can put in the toilet. It's that kind of a book. So here goes the Crawford. <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, the obvious comment. The Crawford. Here we go. The definition the definition of an intellectual in Cork is someone who goes into the Crawford Art Gallery even when it isn't raining. No, this is Cork intellectuals. They're very active in the life of the city, and it isn't unusual to see both of them inside the high B bar, roaring out 20 weeks by Samuel Beckett is in the patch on Frank O'Connor. In fairness, the Second City Art Galleries can't compete with those in, Dublin's, in Dublin. This is one of the best things about living in Cork. 
The lack of world-class galleries here frees up time to do important things like feeling smug about ourselves in the English market, it's a market here in Cork, or spray-painting shower of liners on the sign for Dublin by the Jack Lynch Tunnel. We've all been there. Meanwhile, the prestigious galleries in Dublin attract two types of people. The first is a scruffy English lit student from Trinity College brandishing a copy of At Swim Two Birds in the hope of getting off from, from with a, a regrettable yank. The second type is a very sad-looking Japanese couple who can't believe they came to Dublin instead of passing that on their holidays. So it's that kind of stuff. So it's, it's tongue-in-cheek, I hope you can see. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And I'm but it does catch up, you know. I think, I don't know if you've, like, Cork for me is, is much different city to Dublin. You know, it's, it always strikes me almost like a big Clonmel rather than a small Dublin, if you know what I mean. It's, it's, and a lot of people who come here like it for that. It's that kind of... It's distinctly Irish, I suppose, as against Dublin, which is, is a more distinctly European city, you know, and has a, has a feel of Barcelona in places. And to be honest, there's too many tourists in, in, in Dublin, I think. Well, but, uh, well I, Pat, I, I have to admit I do have a bias, because I, I know you've said you're, go- you're going to get around to it, but um, I have a preference for Galway. And, and I know that you, you're working on kind of... Scotland and all the rest of it, and doing doing what you do, but um, no, um, I I must say I do. I love Cork, and it's a lovely, walkable city, and that's one of the things it about is. it. Um, and again, I love Galway for that reason. Galway is such a wonderful city; it's beautiful and, and so York and it's so rich. But uh, the other thing about City Cork is they have personalities, uh, and they have retained the personalities. Whereas I think Dublin has probably lost some of the personalities it used to have. That type of environment. I think you too. I think, you know, in terms of even things like shops in the city centre, where, you know, it's not someone actually who's a chef and everything. In some place like, say, Dublin, you really, it's only big chains in a lot of cases can afford the rents in a lot of parts of the city. So, and likewise with shops and chains. So you go into Dublin and it has that feel, like I said, it could be anywhere. Yeah. Because it's largely big international chains are the only people who can afford the rents that you need to pay to have a place. Whereas some place like Cork and the rents are rising, but you can still have owner-occupied shops and bars. You know, a lot of the bars will still have an owner's name above us in all of Dublin. And, you know, the other thing I suppose is people seem to have more time. Um, it's just not as busy. Dublin is, and it's, it's you know, it, it's because it's successful. It's a very successful city in a way. But Dublin has the kind of busyness where people don't tend to have the time to talk to you. Whereas, and it's not always a good thing that some the local talks to you in Cork. But typically, you know, if you go into a bar or a shop in Cork, the person will talk to you. Um, and they want to know about you. And they'll have time to chat to you. And I'm sure it's the same in Galway. Uh, and I think that just comes from, it's a factor of the places... It's not quite as busy, uh, and you know, it's it's not. They don't need to make money, you know. I think I always get that feeling in Dublin when you go into a place that they've been you to see when you're going to vacate the table, because yeah. they need to make money. It's and it's obviously the case, but it just that need isn't quite as as acute here in Cork, and I think it kind of translates then into a kind of more enjoyable experience for people who are who are kind of browsing around the place and want to get a flavour for the the place. And as you say, look, Dublin is full of personality. It's just hard. You know, I lived in places like Ringsend and, and Renle and Dublin, places like that, and they're full of personality and full of personalities. But in the city centre, it's much harder to find, whereas in Cork, you'll, you'll still come across it. So if anyone wants to get their head in the book, they can't because it's sold out. So well, I just got a message from Mercer this morning, actually, that they've ordered a second run of shops. I know, I know across in Canada you can get it. 
Uh, I'm sure you can get it on Amazon and places like that. It's, it's, it's shipped worldwide, I think, by Mercier anyway, right. if you want to go on their website. Um, so it's available online at your favourite bookshop. I'm sure you'll be able to get a hand a copy of it. And then uh, April is when the next one is due? Yeah, late April, early. I'm sure that's early May, for those of you feeling that you want to read, read about... Uh, I've dedicated that book actually to Nigel Farage because he's made it possible to, to kind of to mock England again. Right. So that book is out in it'll be late April, early May. That'll be available. One of reasons why Ireland is better than England. Honestly, by the two of them would be my recommendation. They're very cheap. And the 573 squillion reasons by Cork is. But I think I'm going yeah. to I'm going to have 74 squillion reasons by Galway is better than Cork. <laughs> Well, you know, Cork, like Cork people are very bitter about Galway because Galway is in, in Ireland. Everyone loves Galway, uh, particularly Dublin people really like it. Dublin people never come to Cork. Most Dublin people I know have never, like, you know, you meet people honest. Honest Dave is a Cork sometimes, really, but they've been to Galway and they love Galway. They see it as their kind of little cousin. So trust me, we're fierce bitter about that down in Cork. So there's reason, got, reason number one. <laughs> you've, you've just given me reason number one. <laughs> <laughs> there's, my motiva- there's my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> no, so reason number one, Dubliners prefer Galway over Cork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not, by the way, that's not a recommendation, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Pat, we should wrap up, let you go because uh, I know it's time of the day it is for you over there would you? and uh, when we do get to the, the next phase again and have a little chat about book number two or the, the, the I'd, love to, I'd love to ask and it's been a pleasure it's been, and if anyone that can get in trick.ie, that's my website um, and there's stuff on there, a podcast as well where I interview famous Irish dads you'll find, but you'll find a link to all my books are on there, patfitzpatrick.ie fantastic, and you are listening to Irish Radio Canada, <coughs> we've been chatting with Patrick, Fitzpatrick all the way in the Rebel County in Cork and Pat, thanks a million. Thanks, us.